listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? Hour three of Miller and Moulton on this President's Day. Thanks so much for being with us. Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Hoping to catch back in with Todd Bodine here momentarily. He was part of NASCAR's, well, Fox's coverage of the Daytona weekend for Fox. And uh, Mike Westoff, in 35 minutes' time, the guy who's retired, wrote a book, got a new hip, he's all set and ready to go for that Florida retirement life. He's unretired. He's moving to Denver. He's assistant head coach of the Broncos. He's going to join us before he goes, coming up in 35 minutes' time. He's a two-time NASCAR Truck Series champion, and he covers racing on Fox. He is Todd Bodine. You can follow him on Twitter. Great Twitter handle, team underscore onion, team underscore onion. Todd, it's David and Mark. Thanks for doing this again. How are you? Doing great, guys. How you been? Well, we've been well. A simple question. You raced when we finished, you know, if we had, like, you know, when Earnhardt won the 500, he won, he won it under caution. And we've also had it where, hey, if you had a wreck on the final lap, you raced to the finish line. And now we're doing it the way we're doing it. Todd, I had a big problem with the Daytona 500 finishing the way it finished yesterday. You finished it many different ways. Which one do you like best? <laughs> Man, you go put me on a spot. Uh, well, everybody likes to see it under green flag. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that's, you want to see him brace back around because then, you know, the, the half a lap that we didn't have under green, you know, a lot can happen. And, you know, uh, Fortunately or unfortunately or however you want to look at it, to have the rule set that we have now, um, it is what it is. And, and you have to race within the rules and the rule states. You know, if the caution comes out and the leader's taking a white flag, the race is over. Um, you know, we've we've had situations before that this was the rule where there was just multiple attempts of – Green, white, checker flag. And, you know, there's there's a point where you have to stop wrecking race cars and cost the people money, and you have to get the race over. You know, they're, believe it or not, part of why this rule was written this way was for the TV coverage. Uh, you know, they have a certain time slot, and they... they uh, they have to try to stay the best they can within that time slot. It doesn't always happen. You know, Friday night in the truck race, we went way past our time slot. So, you know, a lot of it is TV-driven, network-driven. And, you know, it is what it is, whether we like it or not. And it's the rule, and Ricky Stenhouse won the race, and he won it within the rules. You know, he's got the, the, the check and the trophy and the ring, and he's the Daytona 500 champion. And he did make a hell of a move in the first overtime to get himself to the front. I think he deserves a lot of credit oh. for for pulling that off, don't you, Todd? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, that was that was really smart 
uh, you know, restricted, it's not restricted plate racing anymore, but drafting racetracks are about positioning. They are about thinking ahead and knowing your situation and, and having that situational awareness. He made an incredible move. Uh, he saw what was coming. He, he made the move, got the lead, and, you know, you know, and what happens after that? Well, that's that's circumstance. But he did a great job to get the lead, and he deserved to win the race. He's Todd Bodine. He won the Truck Series twice. He's part of Fox's racing coverage. You can follow him on Twitter at team underscore onion team underscore onion. And I'm actually a fairly big racing fan, and I'm probably going to come off sounding like a Yahoo when I say this. But Todd, I am of the belief that there are two races out of the 36 that should always finish under green date, the first and the last. Okay. And if you think about it, the NFL has different overtime rules for the playoffs than they do for the regular season. Major league baseball is different extra inning rules for the playoffs than they do for the regular season. If this is NASCAR super bowl, which we all know it is. And if the final race determines the championship literally, because it does, Am I out of line as a fan in saying, I don't care what you do with races two through 35, but race one and race 36 need to finish under green? Well, I don't think that you are totally out of line. Um, you know, first of all, everyone has an opinion. Everybody <laughs> wants what they want. Um, but, you know, to... To say that that's not a fair statement is not correct. I, I think you have a very valid point. Uh, it is our Super Bowl. It is the the one of the biggest races in our world, not just our country, but in our world. And you know, maybe they need to look at it that way. You know, give, give a call over there, man. <laughs> you got a number for him? You got to change this. Yeah, I can give you the number. Don't worry. <laughs> just keep your just keep your name out of it, though. That's what you're saying. Exactly. But I, I tell you, the, you know, for the last race here, the one besides the champion, uh, yeah, I I really agree. I I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I mean, it. You know, if you take the white flag at, at Phoenix and. You know, you halfway through the the run. You know, part of racing at Phoenix is getting the run through the corner and down the back straightaway to pass the guy. So, yeah, if that caution comes out before you get that opportunity, well, you know, it definitely changed the, the outcome. So, you know, they definitely. I think that's that's a great idea. Look at that, Todd. What are the what are the teams learn from Daytona, or is it just because it's the the wide open track that there's not a lot of lear- not a lot of learning until maybe the next time you come to Daytona for a first race is this is this still learning for these guys getting ready for the season or is is Daytona just its own animal? Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's its own animal. There's there's really zero that you can take from Daytona uh, going to Las Vegas or Auto Club Speedway in California or any of these tracks they're going to here shortly. That there's no the racing aspects for the driver, not even close to the same. Uh, the, the cars, even though they're the same type of car, you know, the crew chiefs set them up different, different springs and shocks, and do different things to make them handle different. So, yeah, there's there's nothing that relates to any other track other than Talladega, and actually now in Atlanta with the reconfiguration is 
they consider that a drafting track. So, you know, the only thing that you get out of it for the driver is is, is learning and and getting the laps around the track and, and logging all that into your database and, and making sure you remember for the next time you're in that situation what to do. And that's that's really all you can get out of it. You know, Todd, it's not that often that many racing fans maybe feel sorry for Kyle Busch, but, you know, he's an all-time great, and he's never won <laughs> Daytona. And with three laps to go, he's in the lead, and he's got his teammate behind him, and he's got his teammate and another Chevy car behind him. Okay? With three laps to go before Suarez spun, didn't you think Kyle Busch was going to win the 500? Well, at that point, you still never know because it is Daytona, right? And you know those guys behind them are not going to just sit there, and and you're you're talking to one of those people that never, never felt sorry for Kyle Busch, <laughs> and and I'm I'm going to tell you that I did feel sorry for him. Yeah, he had he had driven a great race. He missed a couple of wrecks barely. Uh, he got in a wall one time. He got forced in a wall one time and still was leading the race and put himself in a position to be the guy rolling into victory lane. And, and yeah, uh, I felt really bad for him. I did, uh, but that's Daytona racing. That's that's speedway drafting and the way the things go. You until that, that check the flag or until you get that start finish line, you never know what's going to happen. You know, Todd, Mark had just asked you, do we learn anything from Daytona that you can take to any other race? And I think you just showed once and for all that you can't because no one's going to feel sorry for Kyle Busch in any of the other 35 races, but we felt sorry for him yesterday. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, whether you love him or hate him, though, you know, you got to admit that he is absolutely one of the greatest, greatest drivers of all time. And I've I've gone on record to saying it, and I'll say it again. I I think he's going to go down as the best all time in NASCAR by the time he's done. So yeah, whether you love him or hate him, you definitely felt sorry for him in that circumstance. Well, between all his wins on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, that is a case that you can make. Todd Bodine, two-time truck champion, covers racing for Fox. Follow him on Twitter, team underscore onion, team underscore onion. Hey, Todd, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Safe travels. All right, buddy. No no problem. Anytime you guys want me on, I'm here for you. Todd Bodine, kind enough to join us once again here on Miller & Moulton. They do know we record this show when they say things (laughs) like that, right? Well, and not only that, apparently he's going to give us the number. Right. We're going to get to call NASCAR. We just have to leave his name out of it. When they say, how'd you get our number? Ah, I just stumbled upon it, man. Somebody in the PR department gave it to us. Which one? Ah, I don't know. Got so many of them. It's a long list. It's a long list. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, I don't know. One of the race teams gave it to us. Can't remember which one. You know, he didn't really give us the answer, but it sounds like he's on your side. To finish in green. I mean, with without, you know, saying it, he kind of said it. Well, it is interesting. He did say he's for it at Phoenix, the final race of the year. And for those that don't know, that when NASCAR does its playoffs, they have four drivers in the last race. They're, only one of those four drivers can win the championship. And so he did say for Phoenix, it's definitely we should finish under green. Doesn't sound like he's fully there yet for Daytona. 
I thought I made a good case. I thought you did as well. Still honked off? Do you feel any better? No, no. I I don't like it when it's rain stoppage short. I don't like it. No, we finished Daytona to green. It's the Super Bowl. It, it's the Super Bowl of racing. You play the full 60 minutes, and if you go over time, you play till someone wins. Not until someone's in the lead. Oh, well, he's leading with half a lap left. Well, make, make him run the damn half lap. I don't know about any of you. When he started there, I started doing green eggs and ham in my head. <laughs> I don't like it on yellow. I don't like it on white. I like it on green just in the night. <laughs> Miller and Moulton, Mike Westoff to join us in 25 minutes' time. He is the new assistant coach of the Denver Broncos. He's coming up on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour on this President's Day. Thanks for being with us. And if you've got the day off, great. Enjoy it. Congratulations. It. Right. Keep it to your damn self, okay? Some of us have to work, but not that hard. So we're not going to. No. We're, we're, really? we, that's just more of a joke. Yeah, we're we're sticking up for those that are really working, not like us. I mean, this is you know, it's not work. Yeah, this I mean, building's a. Oh yeah, it's vacant. This probably the only show. Oh yeah, being. Produced out of that building. Today, oh yeah, right? parking lot's know. empty. That's how you know. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the voice of young Felipe, who's back, back in the fold after leaving for three days. And I mean, let's face it, we thought about replacing him. He probably thought about not coming back. Okay, I think you know we're still at that point of our relationship here. We think it's taken hold, but it, both sides are still vulnerable. Felipe, how did it go with the future in-laws and uh, brother-in-laws? It went very, very well. Spectacularly well. So well that we went bar hopping the night of her birthday all together and had a blast. With the parents? Yeah, parents included. Parents, brothers. It was awesome. I've got nothing. I've got nothing because these are things that I never did in my life. No. No, well, meeting off, the girlfriend's I'm, parents was bad enough, and you only wanted to do that once. Right. I'm, I married a minister's daughter. Believe me, the minister and his wife, we did not go bar hopping together. Well, I so, met my wife at a bar. Her parents were not there. <laughs> well, so the way that it went, the dynamic of it was that her parents lived in New York for 40 years and left in 05. This was their first time visiting New York since 2005. The city has changed a lot. Why did they bring you? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out is how did how did you end up on this family vacation? Because Felipe, the more I think about it, they're expecting a, if they're bringing you on this historic family vacation, then they are eyeing bigger things for you than just bringing you along for this. Well, before you continue hating, the idea of this trip was hers, you know, the girl um, she bought the plane tickets for her parents as a Christmas gift for this time. And as soon as they opened the Christmas presents, seeing that it was plane tickets to New York, 
the first thing they asked was, oh my gosh, is Felipe coming? That's the first thing they asked her. Is Felipe coming? Now, you did say, and you know, we do question your accuracy from time to time on things, but you did say her parents, and I'm quoting now, love me, unquote, before you went on this trip, correct? Yes. Okay. Do they still love you, or was there a hiccup? Did you screw up at any point in time? No. Here's my only worry for you, Felipe, and this can happen, that they may like you too much that it may make her like you less. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There's already some of that because I was siding with her parents on some That's things. That's a bad know. move. Banter, you know, I've lived here for 40 years. I know what the train is. No, the phone says this, this train. I'm just like, it all leads the same way. We're good. She looks at me, shut up. Exactly. Exactly. Stay out of this. So I, I'm another... just I'm just saying mm-hmm. you can be in a spot where the parents like you too much and it drives the girl away. I'm I've seen it happen. <laughs> so um, what about the brothers? Are the, they older, younger? Older. Both older. Okay. So um uh, I'm guessing this is the first boyfriend to ever go on a family outing. Right. Okay. I, think, I think this is the first legit boyfriend that they've met because they've both lived in New York for a little bit now. And they did not attempt you to throw you in any rivers? No. In fact, I bought two rounds of shots for them. So there was no trying to push you in front of the moving subway? You stayed far enough away from the end of the platform? Correct. Okay. Immediately took the first seat I could. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Well... Mark, it, it sounds as if, okay, at least with four of the five people, that this trip was an overwhelming success. Of course, unfortunately, the person who may offer a different view is the woman he's dating. Right. Right. So the worst part of the trip was watching Mikel Bridges drop 47 points on the Miami Heat Wednesday night because I went to a Brooklyn Nets game. Ho, ho, ho. And I dragged the parents into going to the Brooklyn Nets game because they didn't know what they wanted to do Wednesday night. So I said, well, the Miami Heat are in town. And I was thinking about going with girl. Do you two want to come? And they said, you know what? That would be fun. I bought their tickets. Because wow. I didn't want to. And they were cheap, too. They were like 30 bucks. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Because Kyrie aren't there. Yeah. And that franchise could move to Seattle. By the way, Brooklyn Nets fans... Don't exist. We've told you that it for quite a while now. Quiet in that arena. There were more Heat fans than Nets fans. Charlotte Hornets fans, Brooklyn Nets fans. Who has more of them? Exactly. Jeez. I'll go Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely Sacramento this year, but yes. So, okay. All right. Yeah, so we had to make sure. So now. Be honest. It sounds like you're being very genuine with us right now. So hopefully this will continue for a few more moments. By the way, Mike Westoff in 10 minutes, he's unretired. Right. After writing the book, all right, he's unretired. 10 minutes, Mike Westoff. This is an exclusive, by the way. He has not done an interview since unretiring. So 
how seriously did you consider not coming back to the show? I didn't want to come back to Florida at some point. I mean, well, between the fact that I was having show. between the fact that I was having the best food of my life and just experiencing the characters on a daily basis. You hear that, Mark? The, the people of New York City are, quote, characters. Oh, they're characters. Unquote. Um, how, you know, scale of one to ten, ten being you didn't want to come back, and one was like, well, of course I was coming back. Where do you give it? Now, be honest. Now, at the peak of the trip, it was a 10. Once again. <laughs> but towards the end, I'm like, okay, Florida, 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 Florida Sports Network, Florida Sports Network. <laughs> so somewhere in the middle. Right. Right. Okay. Well, but, just so you, that's kind of how it went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with us, too. Wednesday, Raj was throwing a perfect game. I mean, you were done at 930 on Wednesday, you were done. I, there's we weren't bringing you back you were you were done okay i mean the folks in the twitch chat room were even saying well you got to move on from felipe this guy's throwing a perfect game <laughs> we had like five guests he had them all lined up early i had all the drop-ins when they were supposed to drop okay stayed awake for the whole show you were done then he slipped up lost the perfect game all right we had a rough first hour with cole Okay, so it was kind of the same way with us, Felipe. Okay, you know, at midway through Friday's show, you know, we were kind of bringing you back. So it was the same thing. Just so you know, our weekend, you know, our week and your week were the same. Okay, but I'm very happy to be back. Okay, I'll clarify that. That's good to hear. I miss you guys. That's good to hear. Oh. I don't know if the feelings yet mutual. Oh, Okay. Now, listen, so the parents love him and the brothers love him. Does she stay with him till Easter? Could be our poll question. I know you want to ask people what it is they watch this weekend. Tiger, Daytona, XFL, blah, 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 whatever. Maybe tomorrow's question. I think you're on to Easter. Does he make it to Easter? Hey, who cares? We got Mike Westoff coming up. Uh Uh-huh. By the way, she does listen to this show. Okay. I would never say who cares if she keeps me around again. Yeah. Did just take you to New York City for the week. Right. Miller and Moulton, Mike Westoff will join us next right here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Bonus hour for those of the 239 beginning at the top of the hour. Mark, there is a rumor out there. And so we invited our guest on to confirm or deny the rumor. There is a rumor that Mike Westoff has unretired and is going to be the assistant head coach of the Denver Broncos. So to confirm or deny that rumor, we called Mike Westoff. Mike, it's David and Mark. Is that true? Hey, guys. 
Hi. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. As you get, as sometimes you get older, you do things that are either way brighter or way maybe not so bright. So we'll see what this one is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I mean, you retired. You wrote the book. I thought it was time to shark fish and, and, and ease into this. What, uh, what happened? I've been doing that, and, and I'm very happy doing that, to tell you the truth. And I'm working with the book. I've, I've done some, I kind of branched into a kind of where I, I've done some motivational speaking at places, and we sell books, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really fun for me. I, I just did one a couple of weeks ago in Orlando. I enjoy that. Um, I wasn't looking to go back into coach. I wasn't. I retired, you know, one time, and then I went out to go to New Orleans and did it again and wrote the book. I, I like Sean Payton. I respect him. He contacted me, oh, I don't know, six weeks ago and said that uh, he was really looking to go back in and he was going to explore what options were available and would I go with him. And I said, well, let's see what you have. And then he, he you know, decided on Denver and, uh, and made it very clear to me that uh, it had nothing to do any negative with anything else, but uh, he just was enamored with the owner. I mean, you know, of course, I'm sure money was a part of it, obviously, like anything, but he just, he just really was impressed with the guy and that his vision and how Sean would fit into it. And, and he decided, let's do it. So he called me and wanted me to come out there and talk with them. And, and I did, I went out last week and uh, met with them. And, and, and it's kind of interesting, you know, the, the role, the title that I, that, that I have is assistant head coach, but I'll pretty much do what I've always done. Now, there's a guy that's going to come with me that was my assistant for a long time, uh, Ben Kotwika. He's also been a coordinator, and uh, he and I will work together on the special teams and things like that. So my role will be uh, very much involved with that, obviously. But um, I like Sean. I-, I think he's an excellent coach. He's the best, and I wrote this in my book, he's the best on-the-field teacher I ever watched in my 32-year career. Um, he's the best. I, I, so, you know, when I went out, he showed me all around and what they're going to try to do. And, and it's not easy, but the one thing that I learned in all my years is that the journey up or down in the national football league, uh, is, is not, not that far either way because you, you can do it either way. So we're going to try to take it up. Well, Mike, those are strong words. And we're talking with Mike Westhoff, the new assistant head coach of the Denver Broncos. I mean, you have worked with two Hall of Fame coaches, Don Shula and Jimmy Johnson. And so for you to say that Sean Payton at anything is the best that you've ever worked with are strong words. So what is it, Mike, about Sean Payton that you're like, yeah, I got a good life here, but I'm going to give it back up to go work with you. Don't get me wrong. When I when I said that, you got to hear all, the whole part of it was on the field teacher. Right. That's no, 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 no. I, I know that. He's the best at because the best coach that I've ever been around is Don Shula. Come on, he's the best that ever did it. But what Sean's really good at, he he really envisions and sees all of it. I mean, he he's really technical. He looks at everything, and he has a way of teaching that offense. You know, when he get when I used to watch it, I'd stand on the field and I'd watch him with Drew Brees and you know Michael Thomas. I mean, some pretty good football players. Don't get me wrong, uh, Alvin Kamara. But the way he goes through it and explains it, and I used to watch in a walkthrough where he'd be telling a receiver to bend in. He said, "When you get right to here, now you're in the middle of the vision between the safety and the quarterback." And he said, "Right here is when you pull back hard 
And he said, Drew, there's the hole. And this is the kind of thing that it's just, I mean, I always felt I was a pretty damn good teacher on the field myself. I really believed that I was. I worked hard at it. And, and I think the results showed. But with Sean, I just loved the way he taught it. So if there's anyone that can get it going, it'll be Sean Payton. And then I, I just like the way he handled meetings and the, the, the schedule and things like that. So when he asked me to join him, it wasn't that difficult. I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't answer a phone for anybody else. I wouldn't do it. Now, the game's changed. My role has changed a lot. But with him, it's not that different. It's not, it's not quite as much. And, and so I said, yeah, I'll take a chance. I'll do it. I signed for one year. You know, I did a one-year one year contract. Uh, but I'm happy. I, I'm going to go out there Wednesday. And I'm happy to get started. I, I, you know, it's just that uh, I liked everybody I met. I thought the organization was – I was impressed. I, and I'm not easily impressed at that truth. But I liked it. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. All right, this may be a ridiculously stupid question, but I'm going to ask anyhow. We've talked, Mike, you and I have talked, we've talked on the air, we've talked off the air about the role of special teams in today's game. You're in Denver where kicks go 5 million miles. Does that change anything doing, I mean, being a special team? I know you're assistant head coach, but like you said, you're still going to be overseeing the special teams. Does it change doing it in altitude? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I used to hate to go to Denver. Because I, I, what it did, a lot of times the altitude takes away a lot. I mean, I, I remember going out there with the Jets, and I had the best kickoff return team in the NFL. And I thought, well, this is a weapon that, that we're pretty good at, and we're not going to get to use. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, yeah, yeah that, that does affect me. When I talk with Sean, and don't get me wrong, when I say with special teams, I'll be very – you know, we named Ben Kotwika, it was named as a coordinator. He and I will kind of partner up with it. Yeah, I'll be very much involved because that's what I've always done. But we've worked together. We know how to do it. So it's not like I'm just going to take over the whole damn thing, even though I, I certainly can. But that, we'll work together. But with the altitude, like I talked to Sean, he said, what do you think? I said, well, we play on Mount Everest here, please. I said, I can take a touchback. You know, and at my age, I can run down the field. So what we have to do is get some other things going. And I said, well, find me a punt. Get me a punt returner. Get me a punt returner. And I'll figure some things out. So there are things you can do. Do you want to? Like, I believe in, in this year's Super Bowl, I, I felt pretty good. I wish I was back in the media because I, I nailed it on the radio. I said that uh, Philadelphia is the best team and Kansas City will win the game and Kansas City will make a big special teams play. Someday when it's just you and I, I'll tell you why I know that. <laughs> I'll tell you why because it's pretty interesting. But anyway, um, you got to find a way to make some things happen. And, and it's not easy. Like, I, was, I really felt that Kansas City – kept kicking touchbacks and giving Philadelphia the ball at the 25-yard line. And Philadelphia is running now, which I think they'll make a change, to you, uh, four-down offense. So they get third and eight. They just look to pick up a couple because they're going for it on fourth down. And you can't stop that quarterback sneak thing that they're doing. So I thought Kansas City should have kicked them in the corner a little bit and tried to pin them because they're not a very good return team. Matter of fact, they're pretty much terrible. Pin them inside the 20. Put them on the 15. Take away a first down. I think that was a mistake that they were making. So do I need to do that? I don't know. I'm going to find out. But I know what I have to have. They've got a good kicker. I'm going to try to get a punt return guy. That's the key thing that I have. And then try to get a couple other key guys and see what you can do. As you just mentioned, and you're 100% right, the role has been diluted. It's diluted. And And it still is there. But, okay, you have some plays 
let's let's make them work. Let's find a way to make them work. He's Mike Westhoff. He's the new assistant head coach in Denver with the Broncos, so he's going to have to face Tony and the Chiefs at least twice a year. And Mike's right. kind enough to join us once again here on Miller and Moulton. Listen, I made a joke when we found out that you were given the assistant head coach title that that is just broad enough, just vague enough that you could dip your toes in anything. I mean, you know, Mike, you drove the beer truck back in the day at Dayton, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know, what all is involved being the assistant head coach? <laughs> That's a good question. I know this. I, I, I've been able to sometimes just sit with Sean and, and just talk just general football things, just what's going on, personnel, you know, lots of things. And so that, that's kind of what I, I would like, I, I'd be able to help him with, whatever. And one thing he did when I went there, he complimented me on was how I practice. Because he, 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 I remember one time after, we, we started off terribly. I wrote about this in a book. We, when I, my, my first two years at New, two, two, excuse me, two weeks at New Orleans, we were terrible. I mean, I, I was like, it was like, what the heck am I doing? Why did I get back in this? Because I can't coach anything. Now, all of a sudden, I figured it out. And now we went from being terrible to being really good. And Sean said to me one time, Mike, you got the same guys. They don't even look like the same team. I said, it's because how we practice. We're practicing totally different. And, and, and it, and it, it kind of helped him a little bit. You know, he, he stepped it up. Not stepped it up, but juiced it up. And, and it works. I, I don't know anything different. You know, I said, you give me a 10 minute period. I'm going to run 12 plays. And after that, I promise you, you'll have to take a water break. You'll have to, So I'm a, I'm a work the hell out of them. It's the only thing I know. I don't know anything else. You know, I'm going to walk through. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to walk through for me. What are they going to do? I'd send me home. I just came from home. So <laughs> I don't care. So this is the kind of thing I think I can help them with. Um, and I just like talking to them. You know, I like sitting down and listening to things and how he just, how he's trying to do things and, talk about it you know so that that that's that's what i hope to be able to contribute a little bit mike is that the difference in coaching right now you talked about the, it sounds like the pace of practice of keeping everything fast paced you know it's you don't get as much time you you can't keep them longer there's not two a days and three a days like there once was so is it the Correct. pace of practice that's everything to you yes and 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 the smartness of it so you have to take you have to take sometimes like, like i used to take i, I run a drill a kickoff coverage drill type thing I did. Rex Ryan, when I did it with him, he said the best drill he ever saw in football. But we're, we're, we're mimicking a kickoff. It used to be, remember, every kick was returned and you had to cover every kick. Okay, so I'm practicing kickoff coverage. But I, the way I do it, I'm only running 20 yards. And I'm not running all the way down the field. You can't do that. You, you have to be able to shrink things and yet still keep it at a pace that you're not killing each other. To these guys, you mean, as big and strong and tough as they are, you can't beat everybody up every day you can't do that so you have to know how to do it and get the most out of it at a tempo that most accurately mimics what you're going to do on sunday that's that's the key of practice now they have a, a thing out there that i was really impressed with kind of a video type thing where they can it's sort of virtual in a way you can get in front of it and there's you know you're looking at a picture it's really pretty cool i'm i can't wait to do that i told sean payton i said yeah you better look out during uh mini camp that I might be in there on Friday night and I'll just keep them in there and I'll provide snacks or something. So I, I was teasing them. But, uh, I'm looking forward to, to trying to do whatever I can and, uh, and contribute. 
Mike, when you were in the AFC East all those years, you know, first you were trying to yes. slay the Bills, then you were trying to slay the Patriots. Now <laughs> here you are in the AFC West, and obviously you got to slay the Chiefs, and they've hosted five straight championship games. Did that give you any pause, or did that actually make the job more attractive? Yeah, it makes it, it, it's, it's more of a, it's a challenge because they're good. Andy Reid's an excellent coach. Uh, they've told their special teams coaches you know, the, the role is, is is been diluted, but he's very good. He does a good job. They're 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 the team to beat. But yet the whole division. I mean, you look at the Chargers with the great quarterback, and you know the Raiders have they have enough weapons. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really an interesting challenge. So I, I look forward to that. That's something, and I don't know. You know I've never done that. You know, I've never been in that division, so it's a little bit different. But yet, you know, Kansas City's at the at the top of the heap. So it's a pretty good goal, guys, to go after. So, but yet, you know, we just, I, I know Sean, he takes things one step at a time. I know one thing, as a coach, I've been with him. He's not afraid of anybody. Tell you what, he's not afraid of anybody. He, he'll, he'll, you know, he believes every week he can win. Of course, you know, it was not that terrible to do. You got Drew Brees. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that helps you a little bit. But Sean's, Sean's a good, he's a fighter. You know, he came up through the way with Bill Parcells in his Dallas days as a coordinator. And um, he, he knows he knows how to win football games, so uh, he'll, he'll make it an interesting challenge. I, I, I certainly promise that. Well, Mike, we know you're headed to Denver full time in a couple of days. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk throughout the season. All right, but safe travels, and we wish you all the best. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. I appreciate you saying it's an interesting opportunity, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to giving it a try. Uh, and I did not think I'd be on the phone talking about this. I really didn't, but yet here I go again. So we'll see how smart I am. But it's fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. And, you know, thanks for, thanks for bringing it up and talking with me. Thanks, Coach. Mike Westoff, officially the assistant head coach with Sean Payton in Denver with the Broncos. And Rex Ryan is a finalist for the defensive coordinator job. They are putting the band back together. Man, oh, man. Hard knocks can't go because it's a first-year coach, but boy, oh, boy, you're right. You said it early in the show. Pull out all the stops to get that one out again. Change the rules. Please, you're the NFL. You do it all the time. Miller and Moulton. Hope you enjoyed that with our friend Mike Westoff. Always been great to us here on the show. More to come on the other side here on the Florida Sports Network.